I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Nathan Temple, quarterback for the Santana Sultans, and the Sultans play here on 97.3 at the fan. As we uh, duck into the 10 o'clock hour, thanks so much for joining us on our high school football show again. Next Thursday night, we'll be off, and then we'll close out the uh, season on uh, December 5th. That'll be our final high school football show for this season. And this portion of the show is brought to you by our good friends at Lolita's Mexican Food. And right about this time, you could always use a good burrito from Lolita's, but uh, we'll have to... uh, Keep on churning, and we're going to be joined right now by a young man that's really put together a great career out at Santana High School. He led the Sultans to a 10-1 and overall record. Uh, They're playing uh, tomorrow night in the Division IV CIF semifinals, and uh, their matchup uh, tomorrow night should be a a pretty good one uh, as they... uh, uh, are going to, after a nice win over Escondido a week ago, 40-28. to They're going to be uh, at home tomorrow night to take on number four, Orange Glen. Orange Glen checking in at 7-4, and four, senior quarterback. Nathan Temple joins us on 97.3 The Fan. Nathan, how are we doing tonight? Hi, um, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. All right, well, you know, you and I know one another pretty well now. We've uh, You were Lolita Student Athlete of the, the Week, uh, and uh, we had you in studio, so we feel like old buddies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the ball club. You guys uh, had a pretty tight ball game last week against Escondido. You had a pretty good game through for over 170 yards, a couple of touchdowns. And uh, how about the, this week in practice? How's it going? Um, we've been crisp all week. We've been happy. We're excited going to semifinals. You know, we're going to play our best, and we're hoping for the best outcome. Hey, what uh, what are you thinking about right now uh, school-wise? Uh, some of the schools taking a look at your tapes right now? I mean, I'm hoping so. I've been getting filtered out to all the schools I can possible. I'm getting out to college games, all these recruitment things. I'm doing my best to get my name out there, so I'm hoping that people are seeing me. Uh, Nathan, you know, last year you got hurt. You broke the collarbone, but you came back and really put up some unbelievable stats the second half of the year. Missing part of that junior year, did that hurt at all? Um, honestly, I believe it did. I was really hoping that that junior year I was going to stay healthy, have a great season with a lot of good throughout the, the entire season and unfortunately I went out the second game and I came back later on and I just played my best and I got my stats up but I really think that if I would have had a healthy junior year I could have got a lot more exposure. We're visiting with Nathan Temple senior quarterback at Santan and again they're going to be playing at home tomorrow night uh, against uh, Orange Glen a team that got to a state championship game and got beat up in Northern California last year. Kale Patterson and the Patriots have a 7-4 and four mark against Santana. The number one seed in Division 4. They're sitting at 10-1 uh, and one right now. I guess there was some question early in the week whether or not you guys were going to actually play at home or maybe have to play at El Cap, but everything got squared away so you guys are good to go, huh? Yeah, we're at home. I mean, our track was supposed to be redone this week and we were trying to do our best to postpone it and Thank God that rain came through and it postponed the track. So 
we're playing at home this week. It's great. That's great. What's the attitude been like on campus just with the, the regular student body, uh, knowing you guys are getting to the semifinals of the county championships? I mean, everyone's excited. The teachers know, the classmates, everybody. They're talking to me daily, talking to the team. They're excited for us. They're telling us they're going to be there. They're going to give us all the help we can get in the stands, so we're going to play for them. Hey, Nathan, to this point, and I know you want to have a, a memorable game tomorrow night, and you want to win a championship uh, uh, next week uh, if you're uh, fortunate enough to get there. But to right now, if, if the season was over right now, what's Nathan Temple's greatest memory of high school football? My greatest memory of high school football? Yep. Um, I'd have to say it was last year's game. It was the second game coming back to when I broke in collarbone. First, first round of playoffs was against La Jolla Country Day, and I played a pretty good game, if I say so myself. I had, I think, seven passing touchdowns and one rushing, and that was probably my most memorable game. I had a ton of stats. I had, like, 562 yards um, all-purpose, and the team was excited. That was huge because that was the first game that I was really back playing, and everybody was, just, was excited. They played extremely well, and the team just – that was just probably one of the team's best memories, too. Ah, good stuff. Nathan Temple of Santana, our guest here on 97.3 The Fan. I want to go back to last week. You guys played Escondido, and Robbie Ramos is a pretty good quarterback for Escondido. We saw them earlier in the year uh, when they played Valley Center in that Saturday night game uh, that Braden and I uh, did uh, up at Valley Center after they had the fire the day before, and Valley Center beat Escondido. But you beat Escondido last week 40-28. to You went 13-22. I mentioned uh, over 170 yards. You actually had 185 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Talk a little bit about that game because uh, Escondido hung in there for against you. Well, like you said, that quarterback over there, he's really talented. He's got a lot of speed. He has a great ball. I mean, he really led that team that night. He threw a well, well, really well-thrown deep ball constantly throughout the game. We were having a hard time stopping it, but we really got on top of that. Um, the team came around. I mean, we struggled a little bit in the first half due to a couple injuries. So we were kind of scrambling, trying to find our feet. Got to halftime. We talked. Coaches talked. We settled down, started breathing a little. And we got back together and we played Sultan football. We came across it with two or three more touchdowns and we came out on top 4-28. to Hey, Nathan, talk a little bit about, you and I talked about it when you were here with Coach Estes uh, earlier in the year, but talk a little bit about some of your off-season training because there may be uh, some young guys right now, you know, whether they're in Pop Warner, they're freshmen or sophomores, and they love playing quarterback. They want to get better. Talk about what you've done, uh, aside from working with Coach Estes and the offensive staff at Santana. Talk about how you've gone about being prepared to play high school football at the quarterback position. I've gone through a ton of quarterback training from about, I don't know, the age of 10. I've been working hard. Um, George Whitfield, I don't know if you guys know the name. but I know him well. Yes, I've learned a lot from him. He's taught me well, and he's really brought me to who I am today. I mean, constantly I work with his assistant, Matt. He's a great quarterback coach. He's helped me pick up my footwork, my arm strength. He's helped me with everything. He's really got me to be there, and those guys have helped me get into these other camps. I went and played Elite 11. I went to a USA regional camp, and all that stuff is just exposure. That's more coaches seeing you. That's more players seeing who you are. It's more people just all around. They're getting to know who you are, and that's that's what you need to do is get your name out there, work with these people, find someone who can help you get better, and that's all i got to say for that. Hey, uh, l- let me ask you this. Uh, you know, uh, you're, you're looking around to where you want to go to school. You're a good student. You can get into a lot of different schools. Uh, I mean, if you had your, uh, your pick of the litter, what, what would be your, your ideal school for you? Well, I would love to play at a Division One college. I mean, I think that's anyone's dream who plays at the – 
at the high school level, wants to move on to college, play Division One. And when I was younger, I liked to look at the big colleges, and I was thinking, as I'm getting older, I'm like, yeah, I can't go there. I know I can't go there. So I really bigged it down. Like, if I really wanted to play Division One college football, I wanted to play at San Jose State. I've looked up a lot about them, a lot of their coaching staff, the team, and it kind of just fits me the way that they play. And I would, if I could pick anything, I would go there. Well, hey, best of luck on that, but best of luck tomorrow night in your ball game against Orange Glen. They're a good football team. You guys are a good football team. That's going to be a good one. Yes, sir. I mean, we're excited. The team's excited. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be fun. I think it's going to be really close, but I think it's going to be really good. Hey, Nathan, thanks so much for the time, and good luck tomorrow night, buddy. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. There you go. Nathan Temple, a senior quarterback at Santana. Again, they're going to be taking on uh, Orange Glen. I think that's going to be a heck of a game. Braden and I, uh, we're going to be out there calling that Central Scripps Ranch game tomorrow night, and I guarantee you we're going to keep an eye on that ball game, uh, no uh, less. And the other uh, side of that bracket is La Jolla Country Day, 9-3, and three, going against second seed Sarah, 9-2. and two. That game's at Sarah. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to duck in a couple of our game reporters, and then at the bottom of the hour, Braden and I will take it the rest of the way, and we'll go uh, division by division, give, us, uh, give you our thoughts on the ball game. You're listening to the High School Football Show, only right here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3, the fan against you. Well, like you said, that quarterback over there, he's really talented. He's got a lot of speed. He has a great ball. I mean, he really led that team that night. He threw a well, well, really well-thrown deep ball constantly throughout the game, and we were having a hard time stopping it, but we really got on top of that. Um, the team came around. I mean, we struggled a little bit in the first half due to a couple injuries, so we were kind of scrambling, trying to find our feet. Got to halftime, we talked, coaches talked, we settled down, started breathing a little, and we got back together and we played Sultan football. We came across it with two or three more touchdowns and we came out on top 4-28. to Hey, Nathan, talk a little bit about, you and I talked about it when you were here with Coach Estes uh, earlier in the year, but talk a little bit about some of your off-season training because there may be uh, some young guys right now, you know, whether they're in Pop Warner, they're freshmen or sophomores, and they love playing quarterback. They want to get better. Talk about what you've done, uh, aside from working with Coach Estes and the offensive staff at Santana. Talk about how you've gone about being prepared to play high school football at the quarterback position. I've gone through a ton of quarterback training from about, I don't know, the age of 10. I've been working hard. Um, George Whitfield, I don't know if you guys know the name. but well, I know him well. Yes, I've learned a lot from him. He's taught me well, and he's really brought me to who I am today. I mean, constantly I work with his assistant, Matt. He's a great quarterback coach. He's helped me pick up my footwork, my arm strength. He's helped me with everything. He's really got me to be there, and those guys have helped me get into these other camps. I went and played Elite 11. I went to a USA regional camp, and all that stuff is just exposure. That's more coaches seeing you. That's more players seeing who you are. It's more people just all around. They're getting to know who you are, and that's – that's what you need to do is get your name out there, work with these people, find someone who can help you get better, and that's all i got to say for that. Hey, uh, l- let me ask you this. Uh, you know, uh, you're, you're looking around to where you want to go to school. You're a good student. You can get into a lot of different schools. Uh, I mean, if you had your, uh, your pick of the litter, what, what would be your, your ideal school for you? Well, I would love to play at a Division One college. I mean, I think that's anyone's dream who plays at the – at the high school level, wants to move on to college, play Division One. And when I was younger, I liked to look at the big colleges, and I was thinking, as I'm getting older, I'm like, yeah, I can't go there. I know I can't go there. So I really bigged it down. Like, if I really wanted to play Division One college football, I wanted to play at San Jose State. I've looked up a lot about them, a lot of their coaching staff, the team, 
and it kind of just fits me the way that they play. And I would, if I could pick anything, I would go there. Well, hey, best of luck uh, on that, but best of luck tomorrow night in your ball game against Orange Glen. They're a good football team. You guys are a good football team. That's going to be a good one. Yes, sir. I mean, we're excited. The team's excited. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be fun. I think it's going to be really close, but I think it's going to be really good. Hey, Nathan, thanks so much for the time, and good luck tomorrow night, buddy. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. There you go. Nathan Temple, a senior quarterback at Santana. Again, they're going to be taking on uh, Orange Glen. I think that's going to be a heck of a game. Braden and I, uh, we're going to be out there calling that Central Scripps Ranch game tomorrow night, and I guarantee you we're going to keep an eye on that ball game, uh, no uh, less. And the other uh, side of that bracket is La Jolla Country Day, 9-3, and three, going against second seed Sarah, 9-2. and two. That game's at Sarah. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to duck in a couple of our game reporters, and then uh, at the bottom of the hour, Braden and I will take it the rest of the way, and we'll go uh, division by division, give, us, uh, give you our thoughts on the ball game. You're listening to the High School Football Show, only right here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Hey, it's Junie Harris, running back for Granite Hills Eagles. Granite Hills plays here on 97.3 The Fan. Well, we keep uh, rolling on a Thursday night. Hope everyone having a great uh, night out there. And uh, thanks so much for uh, tuning in to 97.3 The Fan. Uh, we're going to uh, break down a few of these ball games again. Braden Soprano going to join me at the bottom of the hour. We're going to go from Division One up uh, through uh, uh, Division Five, And then we'll uh, get you a, a little take on uh, Saturday night uh, Open Division Championship down there at Southwestern College. But right now we're joined by our man, from EC Preps, Adam Paul joins me on 97.3 The Fan. Adam, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Coach. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty here for football. Yeah, and you know what I'm really excited about? I'm looking at all these different divisions, and, I mean, we got some really good matchups. There are going to be some interesting scores, I think, coming in tomorrow night. This is probably, looking at all the brackets like you guys, this is probably the most the most exciting playoffs I've quite some time here in San Diego football. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. Hey, let's uh, take a look at Division 4. We've been talking a lot tonight about Orange Glen, and we just had uh, Nathan Temple, the quarterback, on from Santana. Uh, Orange Glen, you know, last couple of years they've been great. they got Cale Patterson, who's run for a ton of yards this year, and then you got Nathan Temple and Santana, who's 10-1 and one on the year. How do you see this one uh, breaking down? Yeah, you know, uh, according to Cal Prep, Santana's favored by forty, favored by a score of forty-four twenty-four. Um, <clears throat> these two teams have uh, met twice previously back in the late '60s, both splitting um, both matchups. Um, Santana comes into the contest winning two in a row. Um, as you um, said, you talked to Nathan Temple; he passed for one hundred eighty-five yards and two touchdowns um, in that win over Escondido last week, forty to twenty-eight. Uh, Brooks Mutaw had a 24-yard touchdown run, and also Temple had a te- had an had an 11-yard touchdown pass to sophomore um, Ethan Wright. And um, in that game, Nathan Hughes had a 48-yard pick six um, for uh, in the third quarter to give them um, a 34-14 uh, lead. Also, uh, Daywood Sadler rushed for 36 yards, including a three-yard score, and he also blocked the extra point. Um, early on in that game when Escondido tried to um, tie the game up at 7-7. Sultan Senior, um, on the defensive side, Michael Richter continued his toward pace for sacks. Um, He had two more um, in that win, giving him 14 and a half on the season. He also had 10 tackles in that win. Um, 
the Sultans, they're playing in its sixth, sixth section division semifinal and fourth of the decade. And overall, they're two and three. Um, they're aiming for their third title game appearance this decade and their first ever section division championship. Um, on the other side, the Patriots, um, they've won five games in a row coming, coming into this contest. They're playing in their eighth semifinals and have a record of three and four, and they are the defending Division Five champions, led by um, the guy I consider one of the best backs in the county, Cale Patterson, who last week in the in the uh, 52 to 28 victory over Patrick Henry ran for 285 yards and four touchdowns on 39 carries, but he wasn't the only one um, that um, did damage against the Patriots last week. Quarterback Ethan Villalobos passed for 100, 147 yards and three touchdowns, including a 59-yarder to Nathan Kellis. And also in that game, Travis Amen caught four balls for 73 yards and a touchdown. Defensively, um, the Patriots are led by senior Julian Lesta. I hope I have his name right. He has um, 158 tackles on the season, including 11 for a loss and also three sacks. Last week, he tallied 21 tackles in that win against the Patriots. And again, like I said, Santana's favorite, 44-24. to 24. I don't think it's going to be a 20-point game for the Sultans. I think Cale Patterson's going to have his yardage. And if the Sultans can somehow keep him out of the end zone enough times, um, I think the Sultans might be able to um, pull this one out. It'll be interesting because I'm not sure if um, – the center for the Sultans, Andy Gombieski, is going to be playing. He got hurt last week and did not return, so I'm not really sure what his uh, status is for um, tomorrow night's game for the Sultans. And I got to out of my, I've got to let the listeners know you're mentioning Patriots on both sides, and that was because last week Orange Lynn defeated the Patrick Henry Patriots, 52 to 28. We had two Patriots going at it last week. Yeah, and that was, you know, like I said, that was a high-scoring game. Unfortunately, Patrick Henry was didn't have their quarterback, uh, Matthew Castillo, or their linebacker, or else that game might have, you know, been in the hundreds, uh, you know, scored 100 points combined possibly. Uh, the other uh, matchup on the other side of that bracket is number six, La Jolla Country Day, nine and three, traveling to Sarah, who's the second-ranked uh, team in Division uh, Four, and they're a uh, nine and two. Yeah, interestingly enough, um, this is their first ever meeting between the two schools. Uh, for Old High Country Day, they've won two in a row, including last week's win over number three seed Montgomery, uh, Montgomery by a score of 48 to 29. Um, Old High Country Day on the season is currently averaging 47 points a contest. Uh, they're led by record-setting um, quarterback EJ Kreutzman who passed for 407 yards on 19 of 33 passing. He also had six touchdowns in that game. And he also used his legs running for 52 yards at another score. Uh, Receiving-wise for the Tories, junior Daniel Rosenberg had six catches for 159 yards and three touchdowns, while his partner in crime, senior Nicholas Albert, had five catches for 130 yards and two touchdowns. Um, not to be left out, um, receiving was uh, senior Brandon Kim, who had 98 yards on seven catches and a touchdown. Uh, Kreutzman um, now on the season has 4,665 yards, uh, which actually breaks former La Jolla Country Day quarterback Braxton Burmeister, who's now at Virginia Tech, and he had 4,461 yards back in uh, 2016. Um, the Sarah Conquistores, uh, um, 
have won nine games in a row and overall in the season are averaging about 36, 37 points a contest on offense. Last week, they won, They defeated the number 10 seed, Coronado, 45 to nothing. Tim, Timmy Zabrowski, the senior quarterback, passed for 105 yards and two touchdowns on 6 of 17 passing. Junior running back Brevin Langau tallied 141 yards on 10 carries and two touchdowns. Also, Zabrowski scored twice on the ground as well. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, the Conquistors are Q-Dogs, as they're known, um, tallied eight sacks as a team against the Islanders with eight different players um, recording a sack. Junior Keani Lamoureux tallied nine tackles, including three for a loss and also a sack. On the season, he has 105 tackles, including a 16 for a loss and eight sacks. Willie Peterson, also for the um, Conquistors, tallied nine tackles, including three for a loss last week, and he had a sack and also an interception. Um, it will be the second trip in a row um, to the semis for the Conquistors as they made it last year where they lost um, to Kearney, the, who was the two-seed, 49-20. to 20. Um, Overall, it will be their fourth uh, trip to the semis where they are looking for their first-ever win and a trip to the CIF title game. Uh, for the La Jolla Country Day Tories, will be their first since 2016 when they beat the Sultans um, for the Division IV CIF title, 38-24. to It will be also be their fourth time in six seasons under Coach Tyler Hales uh, making the semis. They um, won a Division V crown in 2014, which was uh, Coach Hales' first season at the helm. Hey, Adam, uh, before I let you get out of here, and a good breakdown of both of those games and giving us some history uh, behind those teams as well uh, in the playoffs, uh, your thoughts, uh, real quick, on the open division. You got Carlsbad, who uh, shot Cathedral last week. They're a good football team, extremely well coached football team under Thad McNeil, going against Robbie Owens and the Helix Highlanders, who are also a very well coached football team. Well, I'll tell you what, um, it's better to be lucky, I guess, than good. Um, every championship team I've seen over the years, whether it be college, pro, or even high school, needs a little luck. And you know he looks. You know they they had they had seven turnovers in that game last week against Saints, and luckily in the span of 22 seconds, uh, late in the fourth quarter, um, scored all their points, um, uh, 12 to seven. Um, in that game, uh, Sammy Stewart. You know you guys talked about the gentleman from Scripps Ranch who had never played football before. Well, Sammy Stewart for the Highlanders, he actually. Um, has only played had only played basketball for the Highlanders prior to this year, um, and he actually may end up being remembered in Helix Football War after he picked off a, um, a Saint, the Saints pass and ran it back 28 yards uh, for the pick six, um, which completed the scoring for the Highlanders, which obviously it was a far contrast um, to the regular season me- meeting when Helix won 44 to 38. Uh, Carl's bad on the other side, you know, they're led by Cole Wright in that game, in that comfort, in that, um, excuse me, narrow 21, 20 win over cathedral. He had nine catches for 190 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the, in, you know, in that game Saturday night, you know, Helix, you know, they're looking for their 10th, um, CIF title overall. And they're also looking to become the first team in the open era, open division era to win three of those championships. Carlsbad, you know, they play really good defense. I think it's going to be a back and forth. And actually, I think it's going to pro- probably going to be like last year's Division One championship and come down to a, um, 
come down to a possible two point, you know, extra point, two point conversion, final play, um, whatever you want to call it. Well, hey, we hope to see you out there on Saturday night at Southwestern College. Oh yeah, coach, I'll be out there. I'll be coming. I'll be um, zipping on over from, uh, right after I get off work. All right, you, my friend. Good job tonight, Adam. Thanks so much. Thanks. Appreciate it. Adam Paul uh, with a breakdown of uh, the uh, Division of Four matchups tomorrow night. You got Orange Glenn going to Santana, La Jolla Country Day, traveling out to Sarah, and wanted to get his thoughts on the uh, Helix Carlsbad game as well. Right now, we're uh, joined once again by our man down in the South Bay area, Big Luke Ramirez, joins us on 97.3 The Fan. Luke, how are we doing tonight? Doing awesome, Coach. Happy to be back on. Hey, great to have you. How's softball going? You hitting the long ball? <laughs> Yeah, you know, a few here and there. We're off this week, though. A lot of rain, so the fields are drenched. So uh, glad to be back on the show with you. Well, I hope to see you at some point during the playoffs. Hey, let's get to uh, the breakdown of your ball games. Let's go to Division Five. Uh, you got Mission Bay, uh, six and six on the year, going against the Castle Park Trojans, who've had a great year at ten and one. Yeah, the Trojans—they're uh, trying to finish off a magical season, coming into the semifinal game at ten and one. Uh, they're the number two seed in Division Five, and they taught Palo Verde Valley last week. Um, those guys had to travel over three and a half hours to get to their quarterfinal game, and they ended up taking a 41-13 romping by Castle Park. Uh, the Trojans had over 300 yards rushing thanks to their tandem of juniors led by Eric Hernandez, who had 208 yards and three touchdowns, and Ramon Cabral had 88 yards and two touchdowns last week. Uh, Hernandez, if you haven't seen him already, um, there's tons of film of, on him on, on Twitter and such. Um, he's just really the guy that makes this team go. He's, a, he's the type of player that I think can rise to the occasion in these big games, uh, even though he's one of those smaller statured guys. Um, he should definitely be fun to watch last week. Or sorry, this, this week, uh, after I got to watch Keontae Springs last week, I'm kind of, I'm kind of anticipating a similar, uh, performance out of Hernandez. Uh, Robert Abarca had an interception and a fumble recovery last week. He's going to look to continue to be a pest for opposing quarterbacks, such as Mission Bay's Clash Osborne, who's going to come into the semifinal. Uh, last week, he threw for 241 yards and a pair of touchdowns in the Buccaneers' 21-14 win over Holtville. Jacob Sloan and Peyton Mall each caught a touchdown pass from Osborne, and they're going to have to have an eye kept on him in this game. Uh, Evan Aguan is another guy uh, to be looked out for. He's averaging 7.3 yards per carry. He has nine rushing touchdowns along with 13 receiving touchdowns. And uh, he's really the do-everything guy for Mission Bay. He's gotten some buzz, being considered one of the top players in the county. Um, and, and so in this game, I'm expecting a lot of offense. Uh, but Castle Park is going to you know, keep it on the ground with Hernandez, uh, while Clash Osborne for Mission Bay is going to try to let it loose through the air. Um, it's going to be a really fun game. And, and, you know, I got to shout out Castle Park being the lone South Bay representative in the CIF playoffs. Uh, they'll be looking to continue their run. We're visiting with Luke Ramirez, who uh, does the work for the San Diego Union Tribune, does an outstanding job getting out and taking care of business. How are you enjoying writing, Luke? You know what? It's a blast. Uh, it's definitely been tough uh, since getting out of college, you know, getting what I can. But, you know, I'm really thankful to Jess Kearney and, and everyone else at the Union Tribune giving me the opportunity to get out there, uh, write some stories, take some photos. It's been so awesome. Yeah, I got an opportunity a couple of weeks ago uh, at the uh, uh, Coaching Legends Dinner. I sat at the same table as Jess Kearney. You're, you're working for a great man. There's no question about that. Hey, Luke, uh, let's take a look at the other side of that Division Five bracket. Number four, Francis Parker, 6-5, and five, traveling out to the desert to take on a very talented Vincent Memorial squad who's 10-1. and one. 
Yeah, Vincent Memorial is also uh, a 10-1, just like Castle Park. They're on a nice five-game winning streak, including a 23-0 blanking of El Cajon Valley last week. Uh, the top seed in D5, they relied on production from Hernan Olivas. He's thrown for over 1,800 yards and 17 touchdowns in the regular season. Uh, the defense has also been spectacular for Vincent Memorial. They've uh, they got a nasty pass rush that's racked up 46 sacks in the regular season. And they're taking on Francis Parker, who's going to have to travel two hours to El Centro High for this game. Uh, but they're definitely riding some momentum after a 44-20 win over Crawford last week. Uh, read that freshman Chris White blocked a field goal attempt and returned to 80 yards for a touchdown, while fellow freshman Chris Williams ran a kickoff back 97 yards to the house. It was one of three touchdowns for Williams, who also had an interception in the victory. Uh, quarterback Jerry Alada has 1,300 yards of total offense, and he's really the key cog for Francis Parker's offense. Um, in this one, you know, I'd have to say that Vincent Memorial has a slight edge because of the travel arrangements, but, you know, it's a D5 bracket. Anything could really go in this one. Hey, uh, you got any thoughts on that open division, Carlsbad, uh, Helix? Uh, both teams coming in at 10-1. and one. Yeah, you know, I, I just got to I got to think that Helix uh, has just had a really really great season. They've 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 risen them to the occasion in the tough games on their schedule. Um, it should be a real blast out at Southwestern on Saturday. Um, just kind of one I, I would like to sit back and kind of enjoy. You know what I mean? Well, are you coming to the game on Saturday night? I got to get freed up, but I'm I'm definitely planning on it. I'm trying to get freed up from a couple other arrangements, uh, but it's not not quite for sure yet. Well, hopefully you are. Braden promised to buy you a hot dog. Oh, great. I got. I, then I definitely got to take him up on that. Hey, Luke, great job, my friend. I uh, hope to see you Saturday night. All righty. Sounds good. There you go. Uh, Luke Ramirez down in the South Bay uh, doing uh, a lot of uh, uh, freelance work for the Union Tribune, and uh, that's going to be a good ball game. Uh, that game tomorrow night, Brayden and I are pretty lucky. We get to do all the good games in this town right now in the high school variety. We need to take a timeout. We're going to come back, and then we're going to start a Division Five, work our way up, through uh, Division uh, One up into the Open Division. So stay with us. This is the High School Football Show right here on 97.3 The Fan. Marlon Gardnera, head coach, Scripps Ranch High School. You're listening to the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, welcome back, Coach John Cantero. We're going to the top of the hour. Braden Soprano going to join me here in just about uh, 10 seconds. But want to remind everyone, our high school football show is brought to you by the Eric Paredes Save a Life Foundation. Get ready for Heart Month by registering youth ages 12 to 25 for a free heart screening on February 9th. Visit epsavealife.org slash the fan. And again, tomorrow night, we've got Central High and Scripps Ranch on the uh, radio and our radio.com app. Uh, kickoff at 7 o'clock. Uh, big uh, semifinal ball game tomorrow night. We're looking forward to And again, Saturday night, uh, when you're out and about or maybe sitting on your back patio or having the beverage of your choice, you want to listen to a good high school football game. It's going to be a great game. you got Carlsbad taking on Helix for the Open Division title down at Southwestern College. But uh, right now, uh, 
Uh, Braden and I are going to get into uh, breaking down the ball games, and we also invite you to join us Monday through Friday, twelve to three, here on ninety-seven three. The fan, we have a good time. Uh, we'll take phone calls, and uh, more than anything else, we like to talk sports. And so, if you're out there and uh, out and about, and uh, want to uh, drop us a phone call from time to time during twelve to three, always enjoy talking with you, great fans here in San Diego and in Southern California. All righty, Braden, let's uh, let's get to uh, Division Five and take a look at the matchups tomorrow night. Uh, and and uh, we'll start off with the uh, matchup tomorrow night between Francis Parker, six and five, going out to the desert, taking on Vincent Memorial, who's uh, ten and one. Yeah, Vincent Memorial is a pretty good football team, and they've been to some CIF championships in the last handful of years. I always uh, play travel in a factor when you got when one of the San Diego teams has to go to the Imperial County. I like Vincent Memorial in this one. Cal Preps also likes Vincent Memorial, twenty eight twenty two. All right, how about number six seed Mission Bay six and six taking on number two seed Castle Park ten and one. Two really good stories right here with Mission Bay. You know the tragedy of their head coach to start the season. Castle Park, of course, uh, they had a forfeit two games last year. They had forfeit a lot of games last year, uh, and now they're now they're sitting in one game away from a uh, CIF championship game to get Castle Park back on the map. Um, this is going to be a fun one between Castle Park and Mission Bay. Castle Park's projected to win 28-22, to just like the uh, other D5 game, uh, D5 game, which is pretty interesting. Uh, I like uh, Castle Park in this one at home. All right, Braden, let's uh, go to Division 4. Uh, we got number uh, 4, Orange Glen, 7-4, and four, taking on one seed, Santana, 10-1. and one. I think that's going to be a real tight ball game myself. I do, too. I, I think it's going to be a little bit tighter than what Cal Preps has to say. Cal Preps has Santana 44-24. I like Orange Glenn, and I like their experience. I like Cale Patterson. He's having a, a remarkable career, um, you know, and he's having a really good season as well. Uh, they got a lot of guys at uh, Orange Glenn that were part of a team that went to a state championship game uh, just a year ago. So they got the experience on their side. Santana, we know about their offensive weapons. We know about Nathan Temple, you know, slinging it out there in Santee. Uh, they're going to be a team that's going to score a lot of points. I think it's going to be tough to stop Cale Patterson. I could see this one uh, being a shootout between the Patriots and the Sultans. Uh, I, I, I still like the Sultans, though. I think they go on to uh, appear in a Division Four uh, CIF championship game. Well, the Sultans are going to have to stop uh, the aforementioned Cale Patterson. 39 carries last week, and they went over Patrick Henry, 285 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, he, like you mentioned, has had quite a career out there with the Orange Glen Patriots playing for his father. Number six, La Jolla Country Day, 9-3, and three, traveling to number two, Sarah, 9-2, and two, 7 o'clock kickoff tomorrow night. Drew Smith's Q-Dogs are doing a really good job to, uh, this year for uh, Sarah. Uh, I like Sarah in this game. I like him big in this game. Uh, La Jolla Country Day last week, uh, they uh, you know threw the lights out against Montgomery, and they, they they took advantage of a secondary that wasn't up to par with uh, you know La Jolla Country Day's uh, passing attack. I think Sarah is able to slow them down a little bit more. Look for both these schools to score a lot of points because they both score a lot of points. I like Sarah at this one uh, for the Q Dogs up on uh, Tierra Santa just across the freeway from us. Okay, in the Division Three, uh, we're calling one of these games, so we won't give a pick, but we will uh, tell you a little bit about uh, each and every uh, ball club. Uh, in Division Three, the game you're going to hear right here on 97.3, the fan tomorrow night. Number five, Central, 10 and two, traveling to number one, Scripps Ranch. They're 11 and 0 on the year. Again, that game kicks off at 7 p.m. at Scripps Ranch. Central has a uh, they're really well coached, and we were talking with uh, David Pena, you know, to start the uh, you know the broadcast tonight or the uh, the show tonight, uh, and he's only lost five games as the head coach of Central High School. Uh, of course, they lost in the uh, CIF championship last year to Morse. They've been to a uh, 
a CIF semis the last two years. They're trying to make it back to the CIF championship and back-to-back seasons. Um, I like their uh, chances to make it close with Scripps Ranch. I still think Scripps Ranch has the notch. Uh, they're putting together a remarkable season. I mean, they're almost a team of destiny right now, the way they're playing. Uh, the two tight end looks with, with Grant Norberg and, and Mikey McGivney. And then, of course, you got you know the running back and, and Nicholas Gardenera. Luke Durkin's doing a tremendous job defensively. Boma and uh, Battaglia. Uh, they're doing a great job as well, and they got a lot of good players in a lot of good spots. They got a lot of you know decent sized kids now to to play offense and defensive line. And to be honest with you, Central is not the biggest team in the world. I, I like Scripps Ranch's uh, uh, size to go against uh, Central size in this one, but I still think it's going to be a close one. Uh, number seven, Brawley, the Wildcats at nine and three take on the number three seed La Jolla Vikings at La Jolla at seven p.m. The Vikings check in. With a seven and four mark, Brawley's on a roll right now. They defeated Kearney out in Brawley, and Kearney was up like twenty one nothing, I think, in that game early. And Brawley was able to rally back and get the win. And they have the uh, very close win against Hilltop. I mean, they're they're rolling and they're playing good football at the right time. La Jolla is kind of doing the same thing. I mean, they they defeated a really good modern day team, and, and they've been doing a lot of good things this year. They won league this year as well. So uh, I like to see La Jolla uh, potentially win that game, and, and I could see the. Uh, a nice potential matchup between Scripps Ranch and La Jolla. We know about that game last year, how that one ended with the uh, the weird kneel-down game that we huh. had a, a season ago. I know those teams re-met the, this season, and it was a close one. Uh, so I, I can see that one being a close one again in the CF Championship. Uh, but I like I like La Jolla in this one. I think they're doing a really good job. And they got a speaking of Scripps Ranch having a lot bigger kids. La Jolla's got a lot more uh, you know bigger kids this season than they've had in years past. And I think that's uh, you know helping them out this year. All right, uh, Braden, let's jump up uh, to uh, Division uh, Two here and uh, take a look at uh, you got Santa Fe Christian seven and four. They're the four seed traveling to number one Bishops. They're eleven and zero. And I'm going to tell you something. This Bishops team continues to impress me, and so does that young junior quarterback, Tyler Buckner, who's one of the best players in the county. Yeah, Tyler Buckner is uh, a tremendous athlete, and he'd, he'd be doing this uh, for a lot of other teams if he was playing on other teams, uh, not just against the competition that he's going against at Bishops, but I think he'd be, would his stats be as high as they are? Probably not, but he'd still be beating a lot of these schools. He's very talented. Uh, they were able to edge out a win last week against uh, Poway. I thought that was honestly a little concerning if you're Bishops because you, you beat a team by one point that didn't have their starting quarterback, a team that we have seen. Um, so I'm curious to see how they bounce back and, and how they do against Santa Fe Christian. Uh, they blanked Santa Fe Christian the last time they played them. They won 49 nothing uh, in that game the first time these two teams met. I see Bishops rolling again. Game's on Saturday night at Torrey Pines High School at 7 o'clock. Um, it should be a good one, but um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, the uh, other game in that division, you got number 7, El Camino, 6-6, six and six, traveling to Dick Haynes Stadium to take on the three-rated uh, Vista Panthers are eight and three on the year. Uh, El Camino's really come on late in the year. They're playing good football. They blew out San Pasqual last Friday night. But this Vista team, they got some good players. Yeah, if you look at margin of victory between Vista and El Camino in terms of their common opponents, Vista has the knock on uh, El Camino. They have the, they have the edge. Uh, they got the uh, three-headed monster, the running backs, uh, led by Desmond Taua. I know Flores is back there as well. Uh, of course, uh, defensively, you got Zach Shippers doing a great job at uh, you know linebacker this year, the six foot one, two hundred five pound junior, uh, doing a great job for Vista. But Vista was my pick. To start this, uh, they were my pick halfway through the season to win Division Two. They were my pick. 
to start the playoffs to win Division Two. I'm still rolling with the Vista Panthers. I think they're doing a tremendous job. It's tough just to wing T offense, especially when they're humming, uh, and especially when they got guys like Flores and Taua uh, and, and a handful of backs that can run the ball for the Vista Panthers. Uh, Vista played really tough with Carlsbad this year. They only lost to uh, LCC, I think, by two points, maybe even one. Um, you know, they've played a lot of Avocado League schools and have done uh, you know some good things against them, uh, as well as El Camino, of course, because El Camino uh, is in that league. I like Vista in this one, and I like Vista throughout the rest of the Division Two playoffs, to be honest with you. Yeah, I like Vista as well. I, I think uh, Bishops, uh, they may be a little bit too much uh, as far as uh, putting points on the board against Santa Fe Christian, but again, we're going to have to wait and see on that. Let's move up to Division One because we do want to close it out with the open division here before the top of the hour. Uh, the first semifinal, number nine seed, Oceanside, eight and four, traveling down to uh, take on the Madison Warhawks, seven and four, and Keontae Springs, what a performance last Friday night. Well over 300 yards in that ball game rushing. Uh, he's a hell of an athlete. And Madison's got some, they got some dogs that, that can play. And they got a good defense and they got a really good offense. Uh, and they do a lot of good things. And they, they, uh, they're going to be ready to go. They, they play in the, the, the hardest, divi- the hardest league in the, in the Western League. Uh, they battle it out with Saints and Cathedral and Lincoln and, you know they they've uh, done a tremendous job this season. And I think they they continue to roll. I think they're a really good football team. They're gonna have to worry about Kavika Tua. I mean they, he's a problem for for defenses. He's a problem to handle. Um, I like Keontae Springs uh, more than I like uh, Kavika Tua, and I think they're both tremendous athletes. But Keontae Springs, oh man, is that guy a game changer? Is that guy uh, you know an X factor? I mean he is he's someone that you have to worry about. You can even have a guy spy on Keontae Springs and, and try to cover him and, and deal with Keontae. But uh, Keontae Springs is a, is a hell of an athlete. He's a hell of a football player, uh, and he's going to do some great things for this Madison Warhawks team. Uh, the other matchup, you got number three, Mission Hills. The Grizzlies, 9-2, and two, traveling down to take on the second seed. Lincoln Hornets, who are 8-3, and three, who beat Torrey Pines last Friday night, but had to come from behind in that game. Yeah, they, they've been behind a, a handful of times. My biggest question is, you know, how long are they going to roll with their uh, – their starting quarterback is every single game they they have pulled them. They have pulled the start their starting quarterback every single game this season uh, at a certain point. So I'm going to see how long they roll uh, with him. I like Mission Hills a lot. I, I think they've turned it on in the second half of the season. After they lost to Carlsbad, uh, they have really put uh, together a remarkable season. The only reason why they're not in the open and they were pretty close to making the open was because you know they lost a couple games early in the season. They lost some games out of town and, and, and some teams that we don't pay attention to, but they're really good football teams. I really like Mission Hills. I think they're playing great football at the right time, and I could see Mission Hills uh, pulling the upset on uh, uh, tomorrow night and on their way to a CIF championship game potentially. All right, Braden. Let's take a look at the open division. Uh, you and I are going to be calling this ball game on Saturday night right here on ninety seven three The Fan and the Radio dot com app. It'll be number three Carlsbad ten and one. Their only loss on the year to Lawndale, and you got number one Helix, who had uh, an early blemish uh, to a team out of Utah, Harriman. They're ten and one. So you got two teams that are ten and one, and, and both teams lost to teams uh, from outside the area. Lawndale up in. Uh, so the southern section for uh, Carlsbad and a team out of Utah for Helix. So what's going to give on Saturday night? I think it comes out of quarterback play. I, I think Cameron Brown needs to come out and, and have a really good football game and and and, uh, and play well for the Helix Highlanders. Uh, we know about Washington. He's a really good running back and he's he's done a tremendous job filling in for L. Elion Noah, who's going to be a you know it's a huge loss for for Helix. Helix has a lot of athletes and they got a lot of guys. 
uh, that can cover the offensive weapons for Carlsbad. Uh, and a Carlsbad team that's going to have to figure out how to run the football because they were unable to run the football at all last week against Cathedral Catholic, and they got to get the run game going. You can't beat Helix by just throwing the ball all over the field. Helix has athletes where they can run you down and they can cover you one-on-one. I'd like to see Carlsbad run some screens to Cole Wright uh, because <laughs> until they ran any screens to Cole Wright, I mean, Deshaun... Uh, Swafford was 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 shutting him down too. So you got to be able to get the playmakers open. Carlsbad does a great job in, in running the plays to get their guys open, and they did that against Cathedral Catholic last week. Uh, I like their tight end. Uh, their tight end. Caleb routes. Nelson played well last their week. Tight their tight end. end. Their tight end design routes are, are really hard to cover when you got two guys running in the flats and a guy going deep, and the tight end releases out into the flat. I mean, that's that's hard to cover for anybody, let alone a high school football team. So that that's going to be a big deciding factor. Carlsbad needs to get their tight ends involved, try to make some mismatches. they got to run some screen passes to Cole Wright. they got to find a way to get him the football, and they got to be able to run the ball. They can't have their longest run of the, game, day, the day be seven yards. I mean, you're not going to beat Helix running the ball seven yards um, as your longest run of the day. So Carlsbad's going to have to do a lot of things offensively. I think defensively, uh, they're built to, uh, to hang with this Helix Highlander on offense, but the biggest X factor, of course, Delshawn Trailer. I mean, he plays on both sides of the ball. He's going to be a problem in the how secondary. How is he going to be used? I want to know how he's going to be used on offense. Is he going to play a little tailback? Is he going to run a little option at quarterback? He'll probably play uh, some quarterback. We've seen that on, on film the last couple days or last couple games. He, he's mixing a quarterback with Cameron Brown. Uh, he's played some slot receiver. They find ways to get him the ball. I mean, it's these two teams do a really good job at finding ways to get their playmakers the football, and I'm, I'm curious to see how this, this game plays out. Uh, I like Helix in this game with Carlsbad because Helix has been there, done that before. Uh, Helix is Helix. I picked them. I was the only person to vote for them, number one, to start the season. The only number one vote in the Union Tribune uh, top ten. I was getting a lot of text messages. What are you thinking, man? What are you, you're not picking Cathedral. You're not picking Saints. You're not picking these guys. I was like, hey, man, Helix has one of the best. They have the best player in San Diego County. And now, Leon, no, I know he got banged up. Now he's not playing. But this is a team that... Coming from last year, a lot of guys coming back and a team that was very hungry to get back and try to win a championship, especially how their season ended last year. So now they're back. They're playing at Southwestern College. They want this game, and they, they're trying to get their uh, third Open Division championship, would give, which would give them the most out of any school here in San Diego. Well, uh, good stuff, uh, Braden. Uh, you and I need to sleep fast because we're going to be back in here uh, bright and early tomorrow morning for that 12-3 to 3 show. Then we're going to go get a few vittles and get ready to call a great high school football game tomorrow night between Central and Scripps Ranch. I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, head on down to my neighborhood and check out the uh, Scripps Ranch Falcons for the first time in person, watch them go against a really good uh, and well-coached Central team. It should be a fun one on Friday night. It should be a fun one on Saturday night for Carlsbad and Helix. All right, uh, we'll uh, again have the ball game for you tomorrow night. Uh, Gwen and Chris actually going to be uh, once again. They're going to be on site tomorrow at uh, a Scripps Ranch High School. They'll be out there from three to seven. Braden and I will be along with our broadcast team of Dave Marcus and Steve Dolan, our uh, great stat man and engineer. They'll be with us uh, starting at seven o'clock. And again, if you don't uh, have the Radio dot com app. Download that app, and you can hear us wherever you're at, uh, whether you're in the car or on a business trip, or you can let your family know, uh, and they can listen to the ball game. And, of course, Saturday night we'll be on with the Open Division Championship between Carlsbad and Helix. That's also on both 97.3 The Fan and the Radio.com app. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. For Braden Soprenant, Coach John Cantera, have a great night, everyone. Hope to see you at one of these playoff games this weekend. Bye-bye.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.